I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, and welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. I'm going to get right into it. I have an old friend on uh, who was on the uh, former incarnation of this podcast, who he and I did one of the most recorded longest comedy tours of all time, uh, a full two shows, uh, New York and Boston. What else matters? Uh, please welcome uh, my friend and yours, uh, America's Halloween nerd, Dana Gould. Dana hey, Gould, everybody. That's, a good, that's, that's maybe the best, most appropriate intro I've ever had. It's so <laughs> weird it, introducing your friends, you know, because you have to, you, there's always that person who's just like, you never know. It's just like, I don't know who the fuck this Matt Brugger guy is. And Dana, yeah. who, who? Okay, God, listen. You got to come up with something. something about him. You know, my friend with one hand. This is him. Here he is. It's the guy I was talking about. Remember the guy I told you about whose brother drowned? It's him. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not the guy who found him, his actual brother. No, no. Okay. That guy is okay. still screaming. <laughs> Our tour was also another one of the one of the proudest uh proudest what's the word I was searching for? Uh items in the Dana Gould Museum of Terrible Titles. <laughs> Our tour. Okay, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Along with Let Me Put My Thoughts in You, the yes, good Files one. tour. <laughs> yes, that was How our can tour. We stink this before we even know who the comedians are. Well, we were going to, you know, we, we had a, we, you and I were going to go on this uh, co headlining tour and then we were just texting each other back and forth what we should call it. And I remember you had like Tourgasm Six or something, you know, like, there, there was the sixth one with Dana with with uh, with Dane yeah. Cook and all his friends, um, and yeah, we finally just you said Bukaki of smiles, and I was like, that's the one, that's it, How that's it. How long we were? Come on, hey, we sold good. It was we great. We went in there with this. We went in there with the same. We were like, we know two things. This title is perfect, and Y two K is going to bring down our culture. These are the two. <laughs> that's it. That's what we got. I remember we, when we played uh, the Bell House in Brooklyn, it rained so hard that day that I went, I went out and got a sandwich and I came back to my hotel room and I filmed like throwing my jacket into the shower and it like stuck to the stuck. wall and yeah. it slid down. And wow. I just remember the show in Boston and that my brother got quite literally falling down drunk. Like, yeah, couldn't, and couldn't just go out and have a drink. Nope. Had to get prepped for surgery. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a perfect expression for getting shellacked. <laughs> you, well, I remember it because you and I were having a beer after and you're like, it's funny, you know, my, my brother always gets drunk and yells stuff. And this time he didn't. Like he tried, but he was like quiet. He's like, oh, he's just older and tired now. He can't. It's like he's still just as drunk, but he... <laughs> <laughs> you know, every God bless, he comes every show and every show it's just it's a bar fly outtake. It's okay. Wow, yeah. 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 I, not, yeah. Not, not like having a good time. Mm -hmm. Not getting no. a buzz on. Fall. What are we gonna do? Kidney, get taking out his kidney. He's fine. Put, <laughs> he's fine. Just lay him out. You don't need any uh any any kind he's of anesthesia. Fine. He's he's, he's done it. He's done it to himself. He yeah. <laughs> It's, you you mentioned uh, uh, worst titles. Uh, I also have pretty some pretty bad ones, but good bad ones that we like. Yeah. But there was I was thinking about this today because I drove. I was driving on Melrose and I drove past the Snake Pit. Bloody duh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah fa fancy <laughs> a fancy car, part of car? Fancy, <laughs> fancy rundown part of town that's still everything's <laughs> painted. <laughs> everything's painted pink. Pink, yeah. but. The snake pit and i remember there was a famous actor from my childhood that would would just be in there during the day drinking and i i i remember i remember thinking about because like now now i'm that i'm what that guy's age probably was when i first moved to la because that's uh -huh. when he would be in there and it's like this like the thought of just being in the bar during yeah. the day every day like the 
the pain of the hangover. Can't imagine. So anyway, I was thinking there's there used to be this woman who would there were billboards of uh, her productions. Like you'd be driving on Sunset and there'd be a billboard for a movie you've never heard of. And you wouldn't see any more billboards, just this one. And it was always starring her and someone else. And just obviously she has some kind of amount of money and she she gets these movies made. And they are only showing in two theaters in L.A. and gets her friends to come every time. And What's that? It's not Angeline. No, no, it's not Angeline. No, this is. I wish I, I I gotta I gotta dig up who it was. I'll 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 find out. But so anyway, long story long, they would come out like maybe twice a year, sure. two or a, one a one a year. And once hiking, a friend and I were just pitching ideas for her for her movies because it, it would it would be wildly it'd be like you know a night in Broadway, like a night in Broadway, like not on, and and then. <laughs> And then another one would be like, you know, like romance in the Caribbean. And it would be her, a white actress, and like this handsome black man with dreadlocks hugging on a beach. You know, like, just like, yeah. oh, I know exactly what happens. In any- like a Henry Jaglom kind of thing. Like, a, yeah. yeah. So yeah. My, my, my friend Kevin just pitched a robot graduation <laughs> for the movie. Just because we were, we 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 were like we were like we were we were her agents. We're like we gotta co- we need a sci-fi we need a sci-fi vehicle for her, and and mine was um, uh, Lays Her. It was a woman who shot lasers out of her hands, and she was known as Lays Her. That was her superhero name. So my, yeah. my favorite movie title was remember those USA Today USA Network made for TV movies that were oh written, love them. Frank Conniff, yeah. uh, Frank Conniff named the ultimate one, which was Kill Fuck. <laughs> Just the ultimate. <laughs> it's, a, it's everything. It's everything. It's, a, it's every, it's every schlocky action movie. It's like Chinatown. You don't know what it's about. It's a, it's a, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind of one of the characters. (laughs) Oh. Have you seen The Handmaiden? No. Like, it's made by the guy that made Old Boy. Um, Okay. Whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. It was said as a strong, a pro woman story of the 1800s in in Japan occupied korea and these two women bind together and, and it's in it and it it's basically a, a story of it's kind of like a sting like there's a con within a con within a okay. con okay and these two women fall in love with each other but <laughs> and then they make love and it's 10 minutes long and it's just like wait a minute and then and and then there's a and the, you know the movie's like two and a half hours long and, and then there's a really graphic torture scene. Okay, it's, it's, it's like out of an Al Adamson movie that's suddenly in there. Sure. And then at the end, these two women have these giant steel balls on chains that look like that you make tea in. You know those. Oh sure. But they're like a strain of them, and they're lovingly shoving them up each other. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh, but it's like when I said to Cat, like, what are we watching? What what happened? See, the, when the, did the, Bruce Seven get a reel of this movie? <laughs> the, the the turn I thought that was going to take is, and that's when I turned it off and told my three daughters to stop watching with yeah. my girlfriend and I. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like it was a really it was like. It's like in Pan's Labyrinth, it's like that kind of movie. And then suddenly, wait a minute, they've been having sex now for 10 minutes. And now, now they're putting Christmas decorations inside each other. Well, yeah. I mean, sure, of course. What is, then, are they both, uh, did I miss something? Are they both studying to be midwives? Did, did I miss something? Is this, wait, is this how it was back then? Like a, a kid who's learning about that period in history. Hold this on. is where you hide your Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. So that that so the pie the 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 weights that weigh down the pie crust, you hide them in you. 
in those days because they were the they were the greatest currency of anything. So and you had to. Like, and it's you know it's 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 criticism proof. It's two mm-hmm. strong women, two self actualized strong women characters. You sure. <laughs> I I will say I will say I do like I do like being surprised. I do like like uh, th- that that is probably a surprise. I'd be kind of like, all right, yeah, all right, hey, I get it. You know, after yeah. it goes goes on way too long, but like I was watching a movie called The Lodge, a horror movie, and there oh, was, sure, I like that. I saw like it. yeah, yeah, that Alicia Silverstone part <laughs> where I was like, oh, oh, it's seven minutes in the movie, and just you know, spoiler, it doesn't have anything to do with plot, but she blew her own head off, like. <laughs> I guess she's okay. She's yeah. the biggest star in this. That was it's an amazing. Drew, Drew Barrymore in Scream type, twi- type twist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lee in in in, uh, in Psycho. Yeah, it's just like this thing of she has a glass of wine. Oh, and a gun. Oh, oh. like I didn't know she had that gun just by her side that whole time. Like I was like, yeah. all right, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Well, you- and now, and now, like I don't know anymore what's good. Like I, I don't know what's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I see movies like people like, and I read these reviews of movies that are just glowing reviews. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of, I don't think that was that good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Movie, it, I know this is not why we're here, but. No, it's, it doesn't matter what we like. Well, this is all life. A movie I wanted to like. Sure. I went in there wanting to like this. Coming to America. Oh, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I love Eddie Murphy. I fucking love Eddie. Me too. And and Dolomite is my name was adored. Should have been the best picture. (laughs) Should have been the best picture. Yeah. Um, And he should have won best actor for the Nutty Professor. Like interesting. Yeah, he was great. He he has a he plays an entire family. Yes. Yes. And every character is specific and three dimensional and fully realized. Exactly. And he is he is he is so gifted and Mm -hmm. so brilliant. And when I met him, he was rude to me, and I still don't care. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Still don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also met him in 1983. Right. Probably, probably be different now. Bit of a chip on his shoulder back yeah. then, yeah. I'm sure. But then the delirious. It was literally the it was the delirious tour, and he was wow in, in Hyannis, and uh, I literally bumped into him walking down Main Street, Hyannis. I just said, "Hey, going to your show tonight?" And just looked at me like I was something on his shoe. Wow! Maybe I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but uh, but uh, uh, coming to yeah, I just kept waiting for it to start. You know? I yeah, like, oh. I I I really dug it, but I I thought it used the flashbacks really well, and there were the moments that like jumped out that I thought were so great. But like as a like a great cohesive movie, no. And I just yeah. think it's also maybe my maybe my sense of humor now is too specific. You know, I do I do have a talk show hosted by an orangutan. Like my sure. sense of humor is now <laughs> in pointillism. Right. But yeah. But like I just like even the even the bits like that crazy old aunt character in the mm-hmm. castle and the, and the thing is like, yeah, wh- why did this take three times longer than it should have? You know, sure. well, you know, these are, these are, these are 10 second shots and you're on, yeah. you're on it for 21 seconds. It's like, mm-hmm. but I just like, because yeah. most people aren't bored. Well, you know, because most people haven't been in comedy rooms for 40 years. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. exactly. Well, it's like, it's like, like Matt Damon can't really watch an action movie. Yeah. You know, he's just like, yeah, okay. I see how they set that up. I see what the, okay. They switched it out. Okay. That's the stunt man. That's not him. You know, like you see. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like musicians that can only listen to King Crimson. Right. And, uh, Sun Ra. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like. Yeah, it, 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 it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. everything. They're, 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 they're so, yeah, they're just, they're so, they're so jaded on it, but well, yeah. They've just, just done it. Like they can see them like, yeah, I know how they do that. Yeah, I know how they do that. Yeah, I know how mm-hmm. they do that. Yeah, no, just, yeah. Yeah. Have you have you seen let's let's do this. Have you seen something that you've loved lately? You say one, I'll say one. Yes. Um, okay. It's not a movie, but it's a it's a show. Okay. Um you you go first though. Okay. Uh Sputnik. It's a Russian sci-fi horror movie. Oh that, yeah. Uh it's I th- I think because it's in it's you know, all in Russian and it's all subtitles. People weren't, yeah. but I watched it. I was like, 
this is like the scope and the budget and the direction and the action and the 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 themes, the writing. I was just like, who who did this? Young like Steven Spielberg, if he was much angrier, like it doesn't have it. It's yeah. it's hard edged. It's all set in the eighties and in in the Soviet Union. Oh great! And this, this astronaut has come back, and there's something that uh, they brought in the psychologist because there's something wrong with him, and you find out what's wrong with him. Is I won't give it away, but oh it's, great! I'm gonna no, I'm gonna. I might watch it tonight. It sounds great. And it's a monster movie. Psst. So. There you go. Yeah, uh, monster movie or creature movie? There's because... a <laughs> um, I we saw a sh- great show called Fallet, F A L L E T. Okay. And it is a right Norwegian British one hour cop show, and it's it's kind of like Stand Against Evil in the way that the cop show is completely serious. The crime is real. People are real, but the cops are fucking idiots. And it's fantastic. And I'm okay. an hour long. Each episode is an hour long. There's like 10 of them. And it goes through and it's just like somebody else did it. It's just like, this, it's the tone of any Scandinoir cop show. Wow. But the cops are fucking morons oh that's awesome where where is yeah. it it's on netflix okay it's great. so good just watch you know the watch a half an hour of the first episode you'll totally get it oh that sounds amazing yeah f-a-l-l-e-t okay put it putting it in there and i think okay so fallot is norwegian uh for the case oh okay right on hang on my 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 norwegian my swedish girlfriend knows swedish not norwegian they're not the same don't don't go so from finland um yeah it's not like chinese japanese it's really the same thing but we just say it's different got it swedish so iceland Mm -hmm. um so you're you you are one of those people who uh i've easy what do you mean what see you know those people you you people i love money (laughs) like all the irish no um, I, I have all my stereotypes messed up. Ugh, another drunk Jew. Wait, you're not. You got it. You I've got, got a great voice. rhythm. I'm Scottish. <laughs> and amazing teeth. Um, so <laughs> you you uh, have seemed to like been. You seem to have coped well during the quarantine, for the same reasons that I, I that I think I probably have. I, I I I got a great gal. Yeah. I got a great kid. You're very um, lucky. Same You're very lucky. Yes, we're both we're both very lucky. Very and lucky, we, and, and we learned the learned the lesson mm-hmm. that uh, I was actually talking about this this morning with Ms. Newman. That whether you're in show business or professional sports or you're a doctor or a cop, what, what what matters at the end of the day is when you go home and close the door. What's your life then? Yeah. That's what matters. And that will provide the better that is, the more ballast you will have for everything else. Yeah. And and your definition of better uh, improves with age. So the sooner yeah. you learn that, the better off you are. It took took right. me a while to learn that. And it, for a while, I like, kind of would wrestle with that and go, why didn't I get this earlier? But if I got it earlier, I might have ended up with the wrong person. I might sure. not have had, I wouldn't have this same kid, yeah, you know, I, it's, you it's know, like everything. Yeah, I agree. I have the same realization. I, 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 during, during the, the, the pandemic, I, the butterfly effect as a, as a theory, not the fantastic Ashton uh, Kushner movie. Fantastic. No, no, you know, but the, the, as opposed to the Ashton Kushner movies that aren't fantastic. <laughs> Good point. Um, but no, like the, 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 the theory, be, the, the butterfly effect theory has it given affects, me it, it, so any small yeah would throw everything off it just gives me so much so much comfort yep you know yep. to yeah, yeah to have that very, it's, it's very important and we you know we know people that just it's a, it's all on the stage yeah and it's like that's this has been a hard year <laughs> uh-huh yeah 
I've done some, I've done a couple like distance outdoor shows. Uh, other than that, I've just done zoom shows and the last two, I did two outdoor shows recently. I haven't done any before that for months and months and months. And boy, I was rusty. Oh God. I'm terrified of how, but I, I'll, I'll, but the fact just talking about being rusty mm-hmm. creates a, a bond where people are like, good, good, good. You're working. You're working through yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've done some Zoom shows, but yeah, I dread the day I find myself standing on a stage with a microphone in my hand again. Because even, I can't even go back to my old act because it's mm-hmm. irrelevant. Right. Yeah. No. I, there are, there, I, I did a long set. before times comedy. I did. I did some before times because it still there's kind of relates to my family and it is. I have this bit about meeting the the most horrible person and and uh, kind of yeah having a bad example in my life to not be yeah you know, like the opposite of you know the 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 brown haired Gwyneth Paltrow in your personal sliding doors. That's right. That's right. If if she was in her fifties and and worshipped alcohol above all else, um, and and her name was Doug, but. Yeah, it, 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 and I'm telling, I'm like telling that story, and I'm. It's got this this great ending that lands, and so well, and halfway through the story, I forget where I'm going, and then I remembered it, and it was just like, oh, it was like catching the trapeze bar right before, yeah. like, uh, and there's no net. I was like, what am I just going to trail off with this story with all this buildup? I don't remember how this ends. And then it, I remembered it was like, oh, like it was just, it was like hair, like morphine into my veins. Like, thank fucking God. I had that happen on Letterman. I, I had that let, happen on, uh, on, on Conan. <laughs> oh, God. It is like, oh, this is how I die. I'm here. I'm here. Yes. That where your brain just farts. And you oh. Oh, just the worst. Yeah. The, I was talking with um, Christian Duguay earlier today. I, I did, uh, we were talking before about you. You did a podcast before this one, did the great uh, Lorraine Newman's podcast. I was, I, I'm doing a voice on uh, Christian's Valley Heat right. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but we got on this tangent because my, my character gets bit by this, you're stung by this poisonous fish and is trying to play it off as he's passing out. And, <laughs> and, it, and so we, I, I called him back and was talking about like, have like, have you heard that? Listen to that guy or watch the videos. Of that guy who purposely gets stung by the most painful uh, insects and snakes and and things, just, oh. and records it. Yeah, I. No. I was in. I I was in. I was doing a show in Hawaii, uh, and Lance Bangs was there with his family, and he texts me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to go hiking with us?" And I'm like, "Sure." You know, they, they come pick me up. And we're going to go to this mountain and we're listening to NPR and the guy's on. And this person's like, why do you do this to yourself? He's like, I just, I think it should be recorded. No one's asking him to. No doctor <laughs> or scientist is like, please hurt yourself. You know, like we know, we know the animals that hurt. We yeah, know yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. we have all of them. <laughs> and so we listened to a recording of him with a bullet ant. Which is, <laughs> the bullet ant. It's supposedly the, the the most painful bite of any insect on earth, and so it's just him, and it was we're in the car like trying yeah, to keep it bullet, together. Bullet, bullet as an adjective implies like even like a bullet muffin would be yeah. so delicious. Right, <laughs> it gets get you. Yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. It's done. It's the most yeah. muffin ever. And just the sound of him when it bit him, like trying to be clinical, but just like oh, oh. It is true. Oh, this is truly horrible. And we're just crying, laughing in the car. <laughs> it was on a, on a, I get, I think it was Jackass where they, they tased like Johnny Knoxville, like a, a tase me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not fun. No, don't do that. Oh, don't he just turned 50. I, I, the, the episode where he gets, um, he fights Butterbean, you know, the heavyweight, uh, uh, you know, yeah. champion. Well, not champion, but like, you know, was a championship boxer. who was very fat. Uh, uh, fought, he fought him in a sports goods store, and they didn't tell the store. And then the Butterbean just knocks him completely unconscious. And when, <laughs> when they 
smelling salts and and they wake Johnny Knoxville up and he goes, is, is Butterbean okay? <laughs> First thing he says, it's like, he's our evil, he's our hilarious evil Knievel. He's, he lives right on the street. He, he lives right down oh, does the street. He? Yeah, he's, he's the nicest guy in the world. Oh, yeah, I, I met him a couple times. He's so he's so cool, man. Yeah, our kids so used nice. to, our kids used to like when they were really tiny uh, would uh, play date together. Okay, so on uh, on on that note, do you want to listen to the first call? And, yeah, and, let's do it. First, let me say let me say let me ask you like I ask everybody on the, on the show. Um, how many people have you slept with? No, uh, what I ask him is, uh, do you get asked uh, for advice? Sure, generally, sure. Yes, I'm a parent. Yep. Okay. Because I—that's that's a good point. Because I've asked you for advice. Yeah, and again, and professional advice as well. Mm -hmm. I think I've, I think I've had enough. I think I've survived enough high-profile disasters that people feel that I'm a good person <laughs> to go to for advice. Who? Who? I was. I was really laughing at. Uh, God, who did I have on? I'm. I'm blanking. But they were um, saying like. Like, you know, a lot of times they get asked advice, but it's it's typically like, like, they're like, am I, what they're really trying to ask is like, am I good enough to make it? Can I make yeah. it? You know? Uh, but I was like, it'd be so funny and so kind of refreshing if someone just said it that way, you know, rather than the kind of like, ooh, how'd you get that? Which means, of course, why didn't I get that? Yeah, but if someone's like, hey, do you, do you think I have the stuff? Dana. I'm not kidding. It's funny because it's a weird answer because like, are you good? I'm not talking about you, but like to you normally you would say like, are you good? No. Are you good enough to make it? Oh God, yes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh God. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Not the grand scheme. Have you seen the people out there? No, you're no. fine. There's already a Martin Short who's good at everything. <laughs> yeah. You, you know? You're fine. I've seen specials yeah. that you're yeah, you can make it. Great. But are you good? You'll be no. <laughs> you'll be okay. <laughs> in in my eyes, yeah, not in my eyes. God no. God. Garbage. Hot <laughs> wet garbage. Hot wet garbage. To me, I'm not okay. your audience. Hey, hey, and who am I? Yeah, that would exactly. that would almost hurt worse <laughs> than being like, give it up. It's so true. So okay, so Renee, let's roll the first uh, call and and see how wacko it is. So true. Hey, Matt. So I'm going to preface this by saying I'll try not to ramble and I'll try not to repeat myself, but it's probably going to happen a little bit. But here it goes. Okay. So I've been with my girlfriend for about seven months. Uh, I'm a truck driver. She works in the media, usually on a computer in a room by herself because, unfortunately, she can't work from home because her company is not going to give her a computer to do so. So she has to be in the office, but she has a room by herself, and she's separate most of the time. And because of that, she has a tendency to want to be on the phone with me a lot because she can't focus on any podcasts or audiobooks very well, and so she likes to be on the phone with me. Um, and I, I like being on the phone with I like talking to her throughout the day, but the amount of time that she wants to be on the phone with me is just a lot. Because um, she'll call me when she gets... When she wakes up for when she wakes up to get ready to go to work and all that, and then she will like she'll call me and she'll be on the phone with me until I either get to a delivery or I get to a point where I'm just like I've had enough for that time and it's just kind of like I just wore me she's wore me out. And don't get me wrong, I love her. I'm looking like we plan on moving in together in May. That's not an issue. It's like I do love her and I do want to keep, go forward. This it's just she wants to keep stay on the phone for like hours and hours even though we don't really have anything to talk about we're just mumbling or not mumbling words like idle chit chat about whatever we're doing or if something we remember from earlier in the day pops up then we'll talk about that but it's mostly just like I'm, I'm, I'm sitting behind the wheel of my truck driving down the road and she'll just be doing tapping the way on her work theater and whatnot, or she'll set me down or put me on mute while she needs to talk to somebody or she'll... it's just a lot. Oh, oh no. Like, so no. Like I, said, I don't mind out. talking to her for a little while, but at the same time, <laughs> the amount of time she wants to talk... I just well, I'm pretty good at staying like, on the phone a long time. I, I'm going to say... Without her getting upset about it. 
Does he think we're her? Bear, so, he did give us kind of a warning. Like any advice so. you have, like, what to say on that, go ahead and give me that, I guess. Um, I might try to say something in the next few days, or even tonight, maybe. I don't know. But either yes. way, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you got to say on this. Uh, have, a good, have a good one, man. Bye. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you can go. You go first. No, you go. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, well, I'll take first I'll on this one. Up a joke. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 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 I. Let me guess what you're not hauling. Conclusions. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> That's the sound of a home run off an aluminum bat. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, it, I, I've definitely, I've definitely been there in relationships yeah, where, or, where times where I'm just like, uh, all right, I just, you're just kind of keeping me on the, and I've done that to my wife. Where I'm like, I just, I'm on the road. Hey, can you, where are you going? What are you going to do? Are you, you going to hang with somebody, with a friend? Who is it? Can you call me when you guys are together? I want to hang with you guys. You know, it's just loneliness. It, I, I think it's just the fact that, I mean, Dana, I think you're like me. You are completely and totally comfortable being alone. You know? Yeah, like, and, and, and phone conversation, and you do this on the road is a great example. At the end of the day, you go back to your room, and then just before you go to bed, you call your significant other, your right. wife. And, that you know, it's like, it's not, the, it's like you catch up, and you, you just like how, you know, the kids there, how were you, what was, and then, you know, five minutes, and uh, it's like, okay, great. Well, it's good to touch base with you, you know, unless you're gone for years. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'll I'll talk to you tomorrow because it's just it's different on the phone and yep what, yep uh, what what you you're I I would say that uh, what she is asking of him is depleting the coin of the realm of their <laughs> yeah and uh, and uh, you know if I were him I would say like I I am watching porn on my on my phone right now I can't right. talk. No, no, but you, you, but he does need to go. Like it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's I'm driving and it's, I it's it's draining. It's it's draining. Yeah. Let's let's find another way. But but I, my advice to him, and then I'll shut up. Is don't don't approach it as I'm. I don't want to be on the phone for four hours a day. Right. But like, it's not good for me. What can we do to help you out at work? And, yes. and move into a proactive thing. Yeah. And not just about not doing that. And, it, you know, I think she's she's got to take some steps. She's got to do stuff to, like, self-soothe, whatever it is. Because the fact the fact that he said she's, she will keep put him on hold and then talk to someone else. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not good. Are you out of your mind? Like, just, I mean, it's, I mean, she's taking advantage of him. You know, I call her. I'm sorry. She definitely is. I don't think she necessarily means to, but you have to, it's up to you to put a stop to it and go, you know, don't take this personally. Yes, this is not a board. I am too. Right. <laughs> and I, you don't like podcasts. I do. Yeah. You know, I like listening to music by myself. I like I listening mean, to whatever. He can lie and say that his, you know, his, his trucking company monitors his phone time and he's not supposed to be on the phone while driving. You know, that's a good yeah. That is a good lie, but it, in the uh, end, it's, it's a, comes right in with the lie. Here's how to lie to get out of it. Where the, <laughs> well, truth, where the truth could work, here's a lie. Sure. It'll make me feel better temporarily <laughs> and worse later. You ever find yourself in a situation where you're scrambling for an excuse and you realize, oh, the truth will actually work here. All right, let me yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> it's not in my nature, but let's give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, you got to put that. You got to you got to nip that in the bud. You have to talk to her about it and, nip and just in the bud. Let her, you know, be a little butt hurt for a while, and that's it. It's you got to save your own sanity. Someone yeah. just keeping you on well, the you're phone. Driving. You're driving. Yes, and you're that's that's what I mean. Though she's taking as she's taking advantage of him. She knows he's where he is. She knows he's driving. She knows he can't uh. get away. You know, it's like I had um. Oh, that's who, I, that's who I was talking to you about, like the will I make it is I had David Keckner on. And that reminds me because we were talking about mm -hmm. I uh, much preferred being a waiter than a bartender, because when you're a waiter, you can walk away. You can always walk away. Oh, yeah. And, you know, with with uh, with a truck driver uh, boyfriend, 
You know where he is. Why aren't you picking up? Who are you talking to? You're driving your truck. I know you are. I'm bored. I'm bored. Maybe the two of you could find a podcast that you both like. Right. You can either listen to it simultaneously or listen to it separately and then get on the phone and talk about it. Like have a 10 minute window. Hey, we're going to take 10 minutes. Great idea. That's a great idea. Okay, callers, so try that for starters, but also, you know, got to set some boundaries. Okay. Keeping the, thanks for the, keeping those big wheels rolling. Yeah. The lifeline is the lifeline of the nation. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Caller number two. My boyfriend is Hello, a Hello, Matt driver. and possibly Dana. This is Sally from Massachusetts. And hey. I have a bit of an issue. It's very much a me issue and not other people Love are Sally. causing an issue. So I'm a musician, and I create stuff, and I do ver- music, that is, and I do various sketches and stuff. But when I see someone's content who I admire, a voice in my brain immediately goes, well, we can't watch that, out of, like, sheer I, I guess you'd say the word is envy. Like, I'm envious that this person is able to, like, uh-huh. get out of their head and create stuff. And it's not like this irrational hatred of this person. It's just sort of my brain immediately makes a comparison and goes, why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you working and stuff? And it's just, I'm just wondering if like you as a comic have experienced this in a similar capacity. And uh, if so, I was wondering if you had any advice. Uh, I hope you are doing well. Hope you and your loved ones are doing okay in these weird times. Take care and please stay safe. Bye. I'll let you take this one, but first I will say Sally is someone, a, a lovely uh, trans musician who has called in many times to the old incarnation, I think once or twice to this one, and also went to see me in Vermont. Oh, okay. with, with their with their oh, with I their girlfriend. From Massachusetts, and I was like, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up. <laughs> My home state. No, no. Uh, well, go, you can you can lead off. So no 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 I'm, you you lead off. I let off the, the first one. Oh, I just wanted to tell you who Sally was because I know oh, that was just like well, Sally, Sal, I uh, I feel you. What you are experiencing is universal among mm-hmm. uh, creative types. Uh, if you if you didn't uh, if that didn't bother you, you wouldn't be much of a creative type. Everybody feels a level of. Uh, 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 competitiveness with other people uh, that are that are doing things uh, similar to them, and one there's two two things. One, what you're feeling is fine; it's okay uh, to feel that way. It's normal. Uh, if if you think that you would benefit from from seeing that uh, that stuff. Uh, look at it, look at it this way. Everything that you take in feeds your own artistic uh, uh, nuclear rod and uh, mm-hmm. n- nourishes your uh, artistic batteries. So, uh, you know, you, I, I, was, I once saw Vincent Price speak at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst, came to my little acting class. Wow. And someone asked him a question, not me. Somebody asked him, uh, you know, you're a Shakespearean actor and yet you do talk shows and stuff, you know, some snotty mm-hmm. theater student who I just wanted to- Of course. After, you know, trying to belittle him for being on Hollywood Squares. And it's surprised that everything I do informs everything I do. So yeah. I do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I mean, Vincent Price was not a snob. No, you know, I love that, and that's you know. and that's that's a good way to that's a good way to view it. And also, if you read, uh, last thing I'll say is if if you read a lot of like I love to read biographies of artists and 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 like a, a great book I'm reading right now called the 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 big goodbye about the making of Chinatown. Oh yeah, uh, and you realize that every single person you admire goes through that and is the same. One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, I, as much as I'm, I'm like, you know, I have a great life. It's, it's, I, I know what matters, what counts, what we just talked about. Yeah. 
I definitely get the twinge of jealousy. I definitely get the feeling of, of, oh shit. You know, I see, you know, it's a friend of mine just got cast in blah, blah, blah. Or that, you know, they, they just, someone just sold this or that, you know, that it's, a, that doesn't go away, but that's, it, it's better that it's your friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's better that someone that knows you, that you have a good relationship with. That's not, um, uh, there's one here, but it does not a lot of milk in it. Sorry. Um, that, yeah, that's out of, let's leave that out of context. Yeah, that's fine. Cow coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's better that you kind of yeah, like, know this, know this person. Yeah, and 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 just and just. But the bottom line, as you perfectly put it, is it's it's okay because it's everyone. Yeah, you know that's fine to feel that way. Absolutely, it's you know, it it, it you can make it easier. You can go through therapy and and get a get a better perspective on life, which I feel like if you're doing it right as your life goes on, you do. There's a great there's a great story about. I mean, this is a, the, the the meta example of like <clears throat> uh, Brian Wilson hearing Rubber Soul and uh -huh. so competitive about Rubber Soul he made pet sounds and then right. Brian heard pet sounds and got so competitive they made Sergeant Pepper. You know, so it's like uh -huh. it's just, he's like, oh god damn it. Um, yeah, but at the but at the same time, I mean, it's like I I, I love the fact that we'll be like. You know, I'll see you do a joke and be like, "Oh, fuck you!" But it's like, I mean, but I'm like, "Oh, this is great!" You know, it's yeah, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the joke. It's just like, "Oh, I'm so mad!" You know, like I, I, I was just talking about Christian before, and I don't know if you listened to his podcast, Valley Heat, but it's it's all from the perspective of a guy who lives in the equestrian district of Burbank, and he's talking to his <laughs> neighbors. Oh, it's all you got to listen to it. It's the best scripted podcast. It's all comedians doing these voices of neighbors that are like mad at him and he interviews them and they're like, you know, like what do you, and, but they're, they, they all, there's like running thing of, of, of uh, people like Matt Dwyer does, does a voice of like his, I think his wife's uh, therapist, but he's not actually a licensed therapist. <laughs> he, he, he wrote a self-help book that is self-published on Amazon. And he's also a, a, an author and like, it's so that Christian's character will not let it go. You know, it's like, but you're not really an author. Like, yes, I am. It's a book you can buy. It's like, yeah, but there's no publisher, you know? So, but there are all these fake ads for local businesses that are sponsoring the show, like a, a used foosball table store. You know, it's all Burbank, Burbank-ish stuff. And the theme music he does for them, that there's a Frisbee golf theme song he wrote that sounds like an 80s movie anthem. And it's just so sincere. And I remember I was I was listening to it and I was laughing so hard in my car that I thought I might crash. Oh, so great. Because the memory of those wickedly stupid songs. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like and so I, I texted him, I was like, I'm so furious at you for how funny your goddamn songs are. And he, you know, he took it exactly right. He's like, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it does. People, other people's creativity makes you angry because it's good. You know, yeah. but it's a good, I prefer that kind of anger than someone rear-ended me in a car any day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, totally. When you, yeah, when you see somebody, when you hear a joke, you see something like, oh, they did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I, yeah, I, it, just I, it just motivates you. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, and you, the, the best thing is also, they don't do what I do and I don't do what they do. So great. Yeah. That's, a, that's you know? I don't get jealous of people unless they're doing exactly what I do. Yeah, I mean, who, who, you know, if if, if Brian Regan uh, was far less successful and cursed a little more, maybe we'd be neck and neck. <laughs> you know, like I mean, that's the only person off the top of my head I can think of that is yeah. like, yeah, exactly. I, I've gotten so many elements of style. Maybe like Dave Attell, but just like, I to me, it's like I worship Dave Attell. I, I don't, I'm not jealous of David Tell. I think he's just, you know, he just writes brilliant stuff. Anyway. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because Sam Morell told me a really hilarious David Tell joke that he told the other day and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was so, oh, it's David, there's a new joke of Dave said he told the other day that Sam or, you know, people I was talking about drinking alone, it's so depressing. Oh God, drinking alone, it's so depressing. How about barbecuing alone? <laughs> it's so true it's so true the the food of gatherings <laughs> i 
just gorgeous. Just just yesterday, I quoted his. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you think your dad is Superman, then you grow up, you just realize he's just drunk in a cape. Drunk in a cape. I often think of my favorite joke, which I don't know the author of, and I just love this joke so much. And it was, okay, it was somebody from Boston, I think. And I, again, if, if anybody knows whose joke this is, let me know. But I just, it's just such a perfect, beautiful joke. Which is uh, the first two people that thought Superman was a bird or a plane. <laughs> What's all the excitement about? <laughs> well and 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 like the third guy no it's superman it's an alien where are you looking that doesn't look like either of those things it's obviously a man it's a bird what bird no What, what bird or plane has a fucking cape what are you guys talking about are you guys nearsighted <laughs> the, 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 the incredibly confused <laughs> the uh, the original take no it's uh, it's obviously superman cut That's, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? you're not supposed to be incredulous was it was that was it that famous yeah, it's a bird no you're right it's a bird you're right <laughs> cut no no you idiot What was that story, that old Hollywood story, that the, the guy, the guy in the old Roman times, and he's like, uh, or, or, you know, some old movie, and his, his one line was, hark, the cannons roar. You know that story? But like, no, no, no. he's standing, it was like, you know, like with some like Ben-Hur type production, like so, like a ton of money, uh, where, I mean, I, uh, uh, it's kind of like, I think about that, that. There's a scene in Saving Private Ryan where one of the actors ran the wrong way or something, and they had to like, and all these bombs went off, and like he was fine, but like Spielberg was like, "You just blew a hundred thousand. Can you run the right way this time?" You know, like a hundred thousand gone. So, uh, a similar thing with this guy. He had one line. I still and did that on his, Did that on Empire of the Sun. Empire of the Sun. What was he? He was one of the Ben Stiller was. Yeah, he was in Empire of the Sun. He was as a kid, basically. And uh, as a young soldier, and he like ran the wrong way, and like stopped in the middle of the take, and went, "Ah, I screwed up." And <laughs> God, it's like Steve goes, "Ben, don't ever do that again." <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, supposedly this guy was like all That's these cannons. I, I'm recalling that Ben told me that story, and I okay apologize if I'm remembering it wrong, but I okay. Well, this guy, he's like in the Roman robes or something, and it's, you know, the cannons go off, and he's supposed to go, Hark, the cannons roar. They're like, You got it. You got the one line. He's like, Yep, one line. And, uh, and the cannons are like, Action, roll sound. And like, I guess they would, had done other setups, and the guy got distracted. The cannons go off, and he goes, Fuck, what was that? <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> There's the best, the best, <laughs> you'll never work in this town again moment. What was that asshole? Like you're a you're a living, breathing joke the rest of your life. Yeah, you're the Bill Buckner of. <laughs> yeah, you're never, you'll never, never. You're the extra in Ten Commandments with a Rolex on. You're not, you know, or a watch, whatever. Like, or Timex, I should say. <laughs> Running down the hill. What? Okay, we got we got one more call, and then I got a speed round for you of people who just uh, uh, sent me little one-liners to ask you. So we'll list, we'll do this one. We'll answer this one, and then we'll do that. You still good? Yeah, yeah. Everything oh, okay? Roll. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, roll roll call number three. Hey Matt. Hey Dana. This is Max from New Jersey. Uh, I'm a TV editor. I worked on a couple shows in New York. I'd like to direct or at least edit for a living. It makes me happy. Uh, last year I had. 10-year relationship that ended. I had to move home with my parents where I'm lost and depressed. Uh, so I got a, a day job at Barnes Noble uh, while I look for real work. Uh, some good people there. It gets me out of the house, keeps me busy, and brings me a small amount of joy. But I'm still making short films, freelancing here and there. But I'm kind of shaky and depressed and anxious. And I don't want to bring that into the pressure cookie, pressure cooker of a 
Deadline TV yet, so I've sort of been avoiding looking for work. And my question was, uh, how long is it okay to to stay here and lick my wounds and, and heal, and at, at what point am I making excuses and, and hiding from having to try again? Um, I hope that was short, and I hope it was detailed enough. I'll uh, I'll see you in hell. Perfect. Nice dismount. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know. I'll let you take this one. I don't know if there is an answer to how long to look, wound your, lick your wounds. Not too long. I don't know. Yeah, I think my personal opinion is that, you know, people with uh, ADHD, uh, attention deficit disorder, they take a stimulant to level out their anxiety, the, the, the short attention. Yeah. Uh, I think that the the pressure cooker of editing will eliminate a lot of, <laughs> of these issues. I think that yeah. it's getting back to work is exactly what you need. Now, a 10-year relationship is a long time. I uh, ended up, you know, an 18-year relationship uh, that had kids involved. And, uh, you know, you're... You're a train wreck for a good year, mm -hmm. but uh, you still gotta, you know, and I have to say in that year, I wrote a big piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever reading this, but uh, uh, you know, after a while you, you've gotta, as my dad would say, grab a glove and get in the game. And uh, so, uh, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're asking yourself that question, it sounds like you're getting close to self-awareness. Yeah. And it's great that you're still making work, making short films and stuff. Just always make things. If you want to make something, make something. Yes. Things lead to things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't know how long it's been since your relationship broke up, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, if, if you've been licking your wounds for over six months, it's time to start thinking about, slow walking you know so you can you don't have to go swimming but you can go up to your waist <laughs> yeah exactly go whoring man just go out and do some real whoring go i'm a whore master <laughs> that's how you do it yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean that's that's it i mean, when i was listening to him then my my feeling was he would he would be like uh better served to just try because yeah. it just sound it just sounds like it's it, it's kind of what you need. You need that injection uh, of the the times where I'm like I really don't want to write, but then I make myself write. I'm just like I feel so much better because I stimulated that part of my brain and heart. So it's it's what we do heals people and us. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, bottom line. So, um, yeah. That's that. That would be my answer to that. And it's like you know, it, I'm glad. The thing he, is, I'm I'm not worried about this caller. No, he, he sounds like he's very self aware, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I, uh, Mike was that his name? Matt. Mike? Oh damn it! Yeah, I don't remember. I'm like blanking. But uh, he, I'm not worried about you. No, you're gonna be fine. Yeah, and and I I like the fact that you didn't go, oh, I'm just, you know, Barnes and Noble, it sucks. It's like, it's very hard to get a job at a bookstore, <laughs> like, especially right now. Yeah. I mean, it's because everybody wants that job. I mean, there are yeah. people that are, I mean, you know, and I don't think anybody's gonna, you know, it, it's hard to not be depressed when you're living with your parents. Yeah. So you, you, you feel, get out of that situation. You feel like a loser, but tis the season, man. Absolutely. The amount of people that had to move back to their parents' house this year is insane. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I feel very fortunate that I did not have to. So, um, okay. So, you ready for a couple little little quick ones? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I wrote. If you have anything I'd like me to ask uh, Dana Gould, one one person wrote wrote no. Thank you. That was very very <laughs> awesome of you. Really appreciate that. I looked him up. Real, you know, young snotty kid in the band. I get it. He looks in his teens. What does he, he have to ask? That's what happened. Um, let's see. Uh, what What was the moment uh, that you knew you were a comedian? That's a good one. God, that's a great. Uh, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that one stood out. After I had started doing open mics, I went to the University of Massachusetts as a freshman. And on my first or second day there, I went into the student union and went into the offices of the, the, the blue wall, which was the campus bar. And I said, uh, I said, uh, I'm a comedian. I do, uh, I do, I work in Boston at the Ding Ho and I'd like to do a show at the blue wall. And they said, you want to do Tuesday nights? And I said, yeah. And then I walked out and I, I, I didn't think I was a comedian, but I lied and became a comedian. Like, all right, I'm a comedian. I just got a show going. It's really it. I, I remember being when, when MySpace had that, you could change your profile to a comedian page. Mm -hmm. And like part of me got miffed because someone I knew had done maybe two open mics changed theirs to com a comedian. But then that was the last time I think I ever got annoyed that someone called themselves a comedian. Yeah. You know, and everyone, it's like, I, who am I? I'm not. Sure. Call, go nuts. Yeah. Go, I'm, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not a brain surgeon and someone's like, yeah, I did a tattoo on a guy's skull when he was asleep when at a party and uh, I'm a brain surgeon. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Jerry Seinfeld thing was, he really nailed it. He goes like, in the 70s, you'd be in line at the airport and people go, what do you do? And you go, you're a comedian. And, and they go, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then in the 80s, they go, what do you do? And you say, I'm a comedian. And they go, oh yeah, my, my brother-in-law is a comedian. And then in the 90s, you go, what do you do? You're, I'm a comedian. They go, yeah, I'm a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I became so unspecial. <laughs> mm -hmm. I loved uh, Michael Keaton's uh, story about, you know, when he was, he was like on a Hollywood, when, he, when his career had started kind of taking off. And he's like on a, a set or something and he's working with some actor and uh or maybe they were in an audition room or something and uh guy's like uh didn't you do stand-up and, and he's like yep i did and he goes and they, this actor like established actor is like you know i never tried that he's like oh tried yeah, it just, just it's something you would have fucking nailed right you know yeah. like, he, he got so offended at the guy he got so mad at him and it's just like i would have too like you didn't yeah. you 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 haven't done as a, as a, yeah, it's like lasagna. I've never tried that. Yeah, yeah it's just that easy. You just order it. Like, like Galifianakis's beef with uh, Seth Rogen. He's like, he's like, he hasn't done 10,000 hours of open mics. I have. <laughs> I don't know what that beef was. What was, oh, it was just, it was kind of, you know, he was kind of, he was kind of kidding, but just kind of like being like, wait, why is this guy successful? He hasn't, I've never seen him in open mic kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but it, it'd be, true and you would genuinely be angry if a guy who had just sailed along on his looks and you know his well, agent somebody, booking him roles some, yeah when somebody who's famous then decides to go on stage and tell some stories and suddenly they're a comedian right yeah jeremy piven i'll pull a name out of thin air just randomly who knows if he's doing that or not at all <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no he is doing stand-up every chance he gets and i'm still like Fui. yeah i he was at uh the laugh factory and didn't 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 yeah did an act and you know there he had one joke that i i actually i was like oh that's a, i like i like that it was like a toss-off yeah and i went to you know he came back to the little area where the comedians are and i was like i was like hey man i you know i'm mad i'm a comedian i uh, uh i really like that that joke, the way you put that, and and he kind of sat back and looked at me like like he was just holding court, and I was just like, ah, like I'm I'm trying to be nice yeah, to, yeah. to you, when almost everybody I know just hates the fact that you're going up. I don't have any problem with anyone doing stand up. I can get it if you're, no, if, you're if you're having trouble booking booking slots. And you see him everywhere because, but it's like, it's a business. He's going to draw crowds. I get it. He's not an unfunny person, but just the fact that he kind of stood back, arms crossed and was smiling like here, here, here comes the love. You like, always know when somebody doesn't know him. I don't know if you're just built like that, man, but uh, God you bless you. You always know someone doesn't know him when they tell a story where they go up to him and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. Um, oh, okay. So we have what we have time for one more. Uh, I like I like this one. Uh, what what would Doctor Zayas' uh, reaction be to this to any of these questions or this show or you know? Well, Doctor Z would you know you'd have to put the you know the question about the question about 
being competitive, like, boy, I know, but I can, you know, Screaming Jay Hawkins, who lived in my pool house for a good two after the divorce, Screaming Jay and I would hang out and he would, other story, I would, I would take him down to the taco truck in a coffin and he would come out, but that's a whole other story. But we, you know, we're sitting around the pool and we're just tossing ideas back and forth and we come up with a movie for ourselves and we start writing it. And we're really cooking. And Bobby Town lived down the corner and he would come over and he'd listen to some ideas and then Jay would kick him out. And we really get cooking. And then, and then one day we opened the newspaper and the full page ad, Peter Lovett, Sammy Davis Jr., Salt and Pepper. Basically the movie Jay and I had been writing. <laughs> And, and I looked at, and I looked at Jay and I said, I've had such great luck with ideas. And then you come in, you put a spell on me. And then he said, can I have that? (laughs) Well, well, there's egg on my face still. Nice. Thank you, Dr. Z. (laughs) Thank you. Is there anything you'd like to plug? My comedy alter ego requires $3,000 every time I do it, and then four hours in a maker. Paul Rubens just has to put on a fucking suit. Uh, <laughs> but how much rouge? How much cheek rouge? Come on, that adds up. And I hope he does it until he's God bless him, control. yes. Is there anything you anything you want to plug? More. Uh, I would like to, uh, yeah, if you're unfamiliar with uh, Dr. Z, check out Hanging with Dr. Z on uh, YouTube and it's uh, hanging with Dr. Z. It's very Dr. funny. It's it's very it's very funny and it's very comforting in these times to to a to a simpler time of yes. talk shows where where people were always at least mildly intoxicated on something yes. whether they were whether it was plain old booze or benzedrine whatever it was. Very interesting about the show. And I'll just say this. It, it, it's two things that I that I don't do in my comedy palette um, that really became obvious right out of the gate, which is it's purely positive. Mm-hmm. You know, we try like because we said it's kind of like between two ferns. It's a talk show, but the, the 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 shitting on each other and the and the dissing like it rang so false. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just not that era. It's an era of like it's 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 sixties, seventies Hollywood. Everybody's happy, and and he, Doctor Z, is Sammy. You know, he just uh-huh, loves sure. everybody. He loves everybody, mm-hmm. and and it's and it's all it's all positive. It's loving, yes. positive. There's no shittiness. Yeah, and, and it's um it's purely silly. It's there's yeah. no. Trumpy. There's no Trump. There's no politics. There's no. No. It's all. It's it's completely uh, ridiculous and and positive. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's it's very it's very escapist. And I did I did dig the fact that you know it kind of calls to mind that like you know Doctor Zayas did dress like that. He did dress, <laughs> you know, like a seventies hep cat in he his did. own way, like the guy who the guy who had a little coke spoon inside his pocket yeah. all the time 100 100 percent. yeah and like he would like call dan tan did i leave yeah it's here i'll be right down <laughs> thanks gus yeah Would you hang on is dabney coleman there yeah give it to him he'll bring it by he'll bring it by and tell him to to, to, to get us some booger sugar on the way get some booger <laughs> sugar on the way can he if he could pick up cheryl teagues and come over. Tell yeah. him to do it this time. He'll know what I mean. He'll know what I mean. He'll get a kick. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. I love that. And like the, the ultimate example would be Peter Lawford, actually. Like yes. guys that were just ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. They knew everybody. They were everywhere. They were just kind of and you know, they show up on the love boat, show up on the night gallery. Yes. Just... On Columbo. Mm-hmm. And chain smoking, drunk, you know, just, sure. I just Rex- love that world so much. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Well, this is a joy. It was good just hanging out with you, man. It's been yeah, so long. It's, really 
that's what, I mean, it's like, I, I, I love doing the show, but it's like, do I love it so much more in quarantine? Cause I get to see people again, well, you know? And I don't think when quarantine is over that we'll, you know, it's like, let's just zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's not going to be the explosion of, of people fucking in the park. Like some people thought it would be three months in like that's, yeah, everyone's kind of podcast. I don't think we're all going to be driving to each other's house. It's like no. well, walk into my room and we'll do it that way. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I'll still probably want to drive somewhere to be like, hey, hon, can you oh, watch I, I gotta get a couple hours? I wrote a script with Sam Morell uh, in New York. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Sam and, is so funny, dude. And we've never met. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. But we became friends and we met every day online and, uh, and we wrote we wrote something and uh, yeah what a great what a great guy and so funny so funny yeah he had a tweet that made me bark laughing it was just quote think I'll treat myself to some pens quote thoughts I have in Walgreens yeah <laughs> he's so he's so funny and all that stuff he's been putting out online I'm just like oh I love that you're still still going up well too. anyway man okay, great I to see you. And thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Appreciate and, uh, it. Hello to your wife and Rose. All right. Say, say hello to the cat and the gang. I will. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, that was a blast. Always love hanging out with Dana and his dated, dated, dated references. But such a great dude. And <laughs> that was so fun. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, want to hear yourself uh, be listened to on the pod, and you got a little problem, something you're dealing with, big or small, call and leave a message. 323 763 0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. Thanks a lot. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.